Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to the NXT review. We are the Dudley Boys of What Culture. Hello. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamper and Michael Sidgwick to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <gasps> where we do daily wrestling podcasts, <laughs> where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT, but Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. <laughs> we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review last night's NXT, and we got our show back last night. We did. Not so good, Al. Uh, it was great. That's right. That's right, yeah. It was better. No, it wasn't very good. It had its moments, and it featured. Oh boy! It featured some of the characters I missed last week, so it's got that going for it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to benefit the doubt. Total table set of this, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween Havoc's in rude health this? for next week. Halloween Havoc. Two weeks of that. Yeah, night one. That's four because he's been. You've had it in. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, bad in ring. These are some bad matches. <laughs> oh, some, bad, <laughs> Sorry. Some, some bad slash generic matches. Yeah. One huge angle that I'm really into. Mm. Huge. Yeah, huge. In context. I watch, I don't watch NXT for the wrestling. I watch it for the characters. Yeah, and I got my fun. fill of that on this show. So we dive straight into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a recap of uh, last week's bonkers. <sighs> Love that. Skip. NXT, <laughs> yeah, five Fast forward. Thank you. Uh, and this sh- to open the show, I mean, it was already a goated show because you started with a bada-bing, bada-boom, battle royal uh, to determine who's going to face Tony D and Stax at... Uh, Broken it. Good. Thank f- for that. It's like it was laughing at Sidge. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Um, and uh, just so you're aware that uh, they were keeping an eye on their competition, they were in the like eagle's nest position eating spaghetti and meatballs. Of course they were. Of course they were. What shall we have them eat? Uh, Is it pizza? <laughs> nah. Cannoli? Uh, um, ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> nah, still not feeling Pas- it. Pasta. Oh, yeah, you're onto something. Why don't we put some meat in there? Love it. That's very Italian. Jesus <laughs> Christ, that's it. Say that Shawn Michaels is cooking. He's well, not. Well, he literally is. I know he is. I know that's the only thing he's cooking. He's not cooking anything up. He goes to that kitchen that they use all the time and make food and prepare it. I'm amazed they didn't just like, like have a skit where Tony D said, I'm going to take you to the finest restaurant in Florida, <laughs> the uh, Regal's Nest in the Performance Center. It's just incredible, isn't it? It, it is. Like, it, it is it, incredible. Like, who's writing this down? <laughs> Go on, what should we have there? The, the Mafia guys, the Italian-American guys eat... Uh, 
I'm a Piscetti and meatballs. <laughs> what the bloody hell has happened to my shot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to say war games from up there. Yeah, yeah. Things have changed. Um, so in it was... <laughs> You've got to be able to do all sorts in this business. You've got to be able to say war games and eat your dinner. So I might miss a team or two out here, but there was Creed Brothers... Drew Gulak and Damon Kemp, very briefly. Uh, the Brawling Brutes, Gaza and Carrillo, Hank and Tank, yep. Chase You, yeah. our boys at Malik Blade and Idris Anofe, Gallus, yeah. uh, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, and Bronco Nima and Lucian Price. Well, and others, I suppose, technically. We'll get into that. Um, so, big brawl, absolute mess. There's far too many people in the ring to start off with. Damon Kemp's straight away gone, and Drew Gulak obviously has to follow him. Uh, Tank gets eliminated by Bronco Nima, uh, so obviously Hank has to go with him as well. Uh, Brooks Jensen knocks Wolfgang, I think, to the outside, or at least into the ropes, I think, uh, goes to dive on him, but Wolfgang pulls the rope down, and uh, Brooks Jensen's gone. How would uh, Josh Briggs react to that, do you reckon? Oh, for f***ing sake! Jensen, you f*** me again! I'm the only thing you do f*** around here! Uh, and everybody and Blade tried to double-team Ridge Bloody Holland. He, he did injure himself wanking, didn't he? We, did we just oh, talk into existence? I don't or? know if he injured himself wanking. Uh-huh. I do know, and this is canon. Yeah. yeah. This is not our bobbin stuff. We don't do bits on this podcast. No. I can't remember how he suffered the arm injury. I just specifically remember the doctor was wowed yes. by yeah. his power of recovery. The implication being... <laughs> That his the muscles in the affected arm were in fact so strong, yeah, that he recovered in a way shorter time frame than the doctor expected because he'd been jacking it the whole time. <laughs> it's, it's not like his thing was quarterback, was it? Yes, his thing was not having sex. So yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, great spot, yeah, with uh, Ridge eliminating both of them um, in Ofe and Blade. Joe Coffey skins the cat. Wolfgang goes under the ropes to save him. Uh, but Brutus nails him and knocks him, and Gallus are eliminated. Um, then Ridge has gotten into it with uh, Nima and Price. Butch tries to get involved. Uh, here comes Skidibs. Pay attention, please. To try and get involved. Uh, but they all get they all spill it out to the outside and get sent over the top. They brawl to the back, so we are down to uh, Angel uh, and Umberto, the Creeds, and Chase You. Uh, and Carrillo got back dropped out of the ring, but the referees were busy dealing with the lads scrapping to the back, so he just got back in. Whilst Julius and Brutus are staring down Chase U, Umberto and Angel dump the creeds, and they're eliminated. So now we are down to our final two, which now becomes a proper match. Um, out come Thea Hale and JC Jane with pom-poms, cheerleading for Chase U. This whole corrupting Chase U thing's going incredibly well. <laughs> it's made it a far better place. Uh, what is the opposite of corruption? Because that's what they've done to JC Jane. Purify. JC you Upside down. Purify. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we go to a break. When we come back, Korea and Gaza in control. They are beating the crap out of Andre Chase. Uh, Duke Hudson, who's got one of the best hot tags in the biz, in my opinion, gets knocked off the apron. The guy's awesome. He's awesome, yeah. Um, Chase keeps trying to... Gets get away and get to the corner. When he does finally get there, as I said, Hudson's been knocked off the apron, selling on the floor, so there's no one there to tag. Uh, but eventually, Chase U gets away. Uh, sorry, Andre Chase gets away, dives, tags Duke in, and he just house of fire. Takes out both of them, catches a kick by Angel, flips him into a Humberto. Uh, 
He gets caught. Umberto tries a big dive, but it's caught with a Uranagi. Uh, there's a cover. Angel breaks it up. In comes Andre Chase. He looked great as well. Uh, Rana to uh, the outside on Angel. A big crossbody off the top for a near fall. Um, Hudson gets DDT'd on the floor. Chase fights on, but now he's getting outnumbered. But here come the Creeds again. They're pissed off with what happened, obviously. Brutus takes the ref. Julius Creed interferes. He pulls Umberto out the ring. Chase hits Arana, covers him. One, two, three. Chase, you are victorious. They will face Tony D and Stax at the first night of... The actual tag team match was... Pretty basic, simple stuff. Chapter the way these matches tend to go, but it was fun because I'm into, for my sins, Chase You. Yeah. The Battle Royal, I, I had, I made three mental notes. It's a Battle Royal. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same as every other Battle Royal I've seen, except there's tag teams, and they do the spot that everyone does in every Battle Royal ever, where <laughs> you think I've been eliminated. No. <laughs> think again. Yeah, think again. Uh, uh, I'm actually not. It's <laughs> <laughs> a twist. Yeah, it's a twist. And the ref just go, oh, well, it must not be then, if he says so. Yeah. We'll just carry on. I think they need to do away with the... Like, AEW have done enough good ones where just because your partner gets eliminated, you don't, and you can get single stories off the back of that that feed back into the tag mm -hmm. matches. I know it's been a WWE tag battle royal rule forever, but I want rid of it. I want I rid of it. I preferred this, like, to just have... The AEW better. Yeah, they've... <laughs> they're not being funny. Like, there are times when AEW do it. Sorry, I'm treading on your dick here. <laughs> where, like, I think Matt Jackson's done an awesome job in the past of, like, oh, Christ, Nick's gone, like, really early, and you think, Jesus Christ, are the books not winning this? Yeah. Or they're not going far into it? And then Matt just does this awesome face and peril spot when there's, like, about 10 different heels in the ring. Like, it's better. Da Butcher? Mm, yeah, like the butcher's got like battle royal nearly man law, hasn't it? You know, like the, it's it can be fun. This wasn't really fun. Like, you know, it was just there. Yeah, they were setting up that brawling brutes feud, I guess, because they were because of they were the ones yeah. that started all that. Creeds have got this match, which will be pretty good. Yeah, but, like it, the in ring will be good, but it's a bit low stakes for the Creeds. This feels like it's a weird thing. NXT and WWE, I don't think have ever been. Uh, closer together, and there's never felt like more synergy between NXT and WWE than there is right now. Main roster terms, like, of course, Shawn Michaels and Triple H have a better relationship than Triple H and Dead from the old <laughs> days, right? And yet, with your um, Roxanne Perez, Braun Breaker to a lesser extent, I'm enjoying him as a heel now, but still, and now with the Creeds, I don't quite understand this I'll get off the pot mentality mm. with half of the rest on this roster. It is clear they've done enough. It's time to go. Like, you kind of just taking up space, and you can't help feel like they're moving downwards. They're just, but, yeah, running in place, aren't they, basically? Yeah, They've done it, the tag title stuff. It doesn't, I think it hurts, like, the anticipation you're going to have for them moving on to the main roster if you have to see them get all the way at the top, lose, and then continue to lose as if, like, you're supposed to put more people over on your way out. It's, that's not how this trajectory is supposed to it's work. It's the age-old problem, though, isn't it, with NXT? In, in, in WWE's defense now, they just know, well... Not hardly anyone who watches the main roster is watching this, so they're not going to come no, in and no, go, those guys have been losing for six months. We've seen the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the ideal Will Ball match at Halloween Havoc for me. Oh, this is great. I'm glad that they've pretty much dropped. Remember the weird period where Andre Chase was selling the injuries and he was just dodging Duke Hudson's calls yeah. when Duke Hudson was trying to keep Chase U going? He's like, it's too hard being a wrestler and a student and an administrator. I'm glad that's just... Gone. They're just mates again, it yeah. would seem. JC Jane's the problem slash solution. She's solution, but right now. She's fixed everything. Um, I'm oh, just watching. Really sorry, lads. I know we've literally just started, but I've 
I messed this up completely. Uh, I'm just going to... I'm going to go to the loo. Again. Uh, and then we'll, we'll carry on with this review. I re- I'm really sorry. I've messed this up. But I tell you, you give us your thoughts on uh, on how you think that match goes at Halloween Havoc. I'll be back in a minute. We can not do that in the preview. Huh? Just... <laughs> I'm just going to... It's getting... I thought like he was a professional broadcaster, but we're two weeks into this on YouTube, and it's getting kind of embarrassing. It's ridiculous. Doesn't plan his toilet. Like I know. You know what though? Can you remember Raw Law mm. when it was significantly less interesting to yes. talk about? Like I would just have to go for a piss. Okay. I've actually That's done happened. what Wilborn's done, so I'm. I can't say anything about Wilborn and his going for a piss because I used to do it as well. He's only just recently a dad. He doesn't know about going to the toilet before you. Going long meetings, long yeah. journeys, that sort of thing. That's yeah. fair, I guess. But still. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Stax. Hi, Looking forward to hell. Hey, yeah, should be all right. Are you? I can't wait. Looking forward to Chase. You love those guys. Sorry about the Cree brothers. Big fans of theirs, but uh, tough. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna write down on that old Willie's thing where he did a swear there. He's kind of kind of screwed screwed uh, screwed the pooch there. Uh, what is the What's the deal with cows, huh? Cows? Cows, yeah. Why cows? Well, I thought, you know, bring the whole team in. You got uh, you got Nelly over there. And, of course, you got a... Uh, go on, Judgment Daisy, huh? All right, Stax, put it away, man. Freaking hell. It's not that death go well, What's the deal with uh, what's the deal with cows, huh? Cows are a mammal that are farmed. Um, very useful. I mean, it's yeah, it's weird to describe an animal in terms of what they can give to me and not just a creature. And in fact, Stax, this has formed a really um, intense and complex ethical debate in recent years. Are they a service for me? What a service a cow provides, by the way. Oh Milk. Cow, cows are good. Cows are cowed. <laughs> cows are goated because you can get... Basically, I love Stax. A beef burger... Uh-huh. Cheeseburger, bacon cheeseburger, <laughs> um, a lovely filet mignon, meatballs, meatballs. You like a meatball? Yeah. Like a meatball. You like a meatballs? And I love my new obsession is I'm a big coffee guy now. Stacks, have you seen this? Have you heard about I, this? Yeah, yeah, you heard about it. I listened to it on the flight over. Yeah, so I really love my coffee. Boy. And <laughs> while at home, I love to prepare a black coffee. I also like to do a, a latte at home, but I'm obsessed with shop-bought lattes. Like Biscoff latte stacks. Get yourself to Good Brews. Oh, I'll check this out. After okay. This. So it, it does feel like it's a living creature. I can completely understand the ethical argument put forward by vegans. Um, but my God, what a service the cow provides. It's a mammal from which you can get milk and meat. Good. Picture this thing, guys. <laughs> Picture this scene, right? Uh, picture there's two cows on a hill, huh? Uh, one cow says the other, talking cows. And one cow says to the other, hey, uh, you uh, heard about this old uh, mad cow disease? And the other one says to him, yeah, kind of kind of scary. Thank God I'm a goddamn helicopter, huh? 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 <laughs> <laughs> three, uh, three jokes, uh, three questions for you, That old in-the-news mad cow disease that everybody <laughs> keeps talking about stacks. Say three jokes, three questions Are the papers on the plane from an actual Concorde stacks? Longhorn. Long Wagner's place. All right. Question number one. Joke number one, Sigi. Yep. Uh, why do cows have hooves? Huh? Why do cows have hooves? All right. You know the you know the drill. Yep. Um, spoonerism, spoonerism, puns, swearing. Yes. Slash 
like a bee's nose. Yes. Like you you da, 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 you f- idiot. Yes. Like, yeah. oh, write that down for William. Yeah. Right. Very nice. <laughs> Taking a while to have a piss. Maybe he's doing the other thing, but he's a little bit embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about that one. Yeah. And pool tube. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that one. I'll write that down. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about ethical dilemmas about cows, I thought you were going to go into, and there's something to do with like cows' farts, but then you hate that talk that's of right, that's, that's yeah. not true, apparently. It's, it's burps more than farts, yeah. actually. Like cows wind contributes methane to the atmosphere. So. Stack, thanks, stacks. <laughs> so you actually <laughs> know, why do you ask I, me about cows? Instead of the goddamn jokes, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what, what's going on with the twos. Something like. about it helps them to move. Yes, because there's got to be one in there somewhere. It helps them to move. Good, not right. Why do gals have hooves? Because they lack toes. Huh? Lack toes! Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's that good. is good. It's good. I mean, yeah. have no like sense, it. really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be. It can't be they that. Can't. It's like being allergic to your blood. <laughs> Question joke to have like. Even if a cow's blood was just milk. <laughs> Pure milk running around the veins. <laughs> cut, cut me and I'll bleed milk. Yeah. Have like. What is a cow's favorite Beatles song? Oh, right. Uh, um, why do you ask him that, Stax? Do you know yeah, how I love the Beatles? Why like you work together on it, guys? I'm kind of a massive Beatles fan, so he's not, not keen. He likes Cribs. Uh, what song, what Beatles songs then, massive Beatles fan, have got the word other in the title? Because um, it would be udder, obviously. Yeah. Um, is there any? There probably is. What? Nicholas? What's that? Is there a Beatles song with the word other in it? <laughs> he loves them as well. He does. He's, yeah, he Beatles guys. So it's Moo or Udder or yeah. Milk <laughs> or Daisy. Money uh, mm. can't buy me hooves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Daisy. Yes, the Daisy. Uh, well, we'll keep that in the back pocket. We'll keep conferring. Okay, okay. Because I've, I've got very, very few comments to make on the actual matches on this um, yeah. wrestling show that <laughs> I've been paid to critique. So let's keep this one going. Yes, the Daisy. Money can't buy me hoove. Cribs had a song called Our Bovine Public. This would have been loads easier. Norwegian Wood. Mike, where it lives. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Norwegian wood cows. Uh, yeah. Um, um, beef. Is there anything in beef? Steak. No, 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 no. Patty. No. <laughs> um, another girl. Another girl. I'm gonna go with another girl. Yeah. Or yesterday's. Yeah. Year. One of them. Which way? You got to pick one. Money can't buy me hooves. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have gone two hooves in a row. Otherwise, no. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's oh, got the I love your games, guys. <laughs> right there. Right, the coin flip. Is, okay. is this the first on camera coin flip? I yeah. think it is. And people are going to see some skills with good. a Z. He's a good coin flipper. Right there. He's in it with flippy. Right, okay. So, heads. Yeah. Yes to Daisy. Yep. Didn't like that. Usually I can get like a... <laughs> there it goes. I'm going to pick that up. If any counts, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's good, <man. laughs> 
got stage fright, guys. Oh, that's better. Nice. Oh, yeah. Heads, no, tails, another girl. Good. All right. What is it, gals? Favorite Beatles song? Hey, Jude. Ah, <laughs> hey. Hey, you having that? Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's good stacks. <laughs> good gear stacks. Final, uh, final question. Final joke for you. <laughs> what do you call a herd of cows masturbating? Picture that, huh? <laughs> I don't want to picture that. Stuff, <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> you call a herd of cows masturbating. Pamphlet. Because I just thought I'd pull the other one. Oh. Just, but it doesn't really fit. There. That would be the, that would be an absolutely incredible punchline to the joke. What do you call a cow doing circle jerks? Yeah, pull the other Do one. one. Write that down. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> the next week, huh? For the second week of cow jokes. <laughs> I think you might just go straight on masturbation. Actually. Yeah. Right. Hey, hey, Sidge, what's the deal with masturbation? Shut up. <laughs> uh. Set up again? Oh, what do you call a herd of cows masturbating? Beef jerkies. Beef, Beef jerkies. jerkies. So good. So close as well. Not right, though. What do you call a herd of cows masturbating? Beef stroganoff. See you later, guys. The way I goddamn tell us. Bye, Bye stacks. stacks. Oh, that was a rough one. I think stacks is he kind of like it does like get to the YouTube filth, doesn't he? Pretty quick, like quick in the comment section sometimes. Actually, yeah, he finds his way there somehow. I didn't think we were getting to. How could he get blue from cows? Well, yeah, All right, guys. There's, All right, a, there's a queue. The There's not many people in the office today. Huh? <laughs> Busy. <laughs> 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 what have I missed? Well, that checks out. Oh, uh, you missed um, mm. some pretty good. Yeah. Good. Actually, it was a good week for Starks, that. It was. Oh, I did good. miss him again. You missed Starks again, yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. A really good week for Starks. The topic was cows oh. for his standard for routine. Judgment Daisy. Yeah, yeah that that's sense. right, yeah. yeah. How do you know? Huh? Well, I just, I just figured. Right. Figured. Bit vulgar by the end. He's got that in him, hasn't he? Yeah. But the rest were good. Good. Good stuff. Uh, where did we get up to on the show? I can't remember. Uh, barely passed the Battle Royal. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's still oh, an yeah. hour and 40 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he swears I need to write down. I think Stax did his 40. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was, what a yeah. top guy. Uh, anyway, right, back to NXT. Uh, Blair Davenport uh, calls Gigi's victory, Gigi Darlene's victory, a fleeting victory. She says, if that's, you think that's the end of our rivalry, you're mistaken. Uh, after everything we've been through, that doesn't make me weak. It makes me more dangerous. Uh, what? Is it? <laughs> you want to take your cheap victory and run, fine. But if you want to prove yourself, face me at Halloween. Hello. It's <laughs> quite appropriate for them to actually. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll there we go. Uh, then there was another mystery vignette about this new NXT superstar. Who could it be? It's Brian, Brian Pillman, Pillman Jr. Jr. Oh, okay, right. Except he's not Lexus King. Lexus King. Yeah, he talked about how wrestlers in the locker room when he was growing up would tell them that he loved uh, his father. 
Uh, and he said, oh, I'd lie and say I loved him too, but I never knew the man. He spent more times in a hotel room than he did at home. He says, I'm in no one's shadow. Uh, Halloween Havoc's the start of my career, not the continuation of someone else's. I'll make my name bigger than my father's, and that name is Lexus King. If Lexus King can make his name bigger than his father's, can you think of a more towering achievement in the history of professional wrestling if that happens? Literally not, no. Um, and this is in the era where Dominic Mysterio almost became credible. No. Yeah, I know. It would still be bigger than that. I don't hate this, right? Mm. Brian Pillman Jr., the guy that pays tribute to his father in a multitude of different ways, tries to wrestle like his father with high-flying stuff that he's not that good at. Tries Pretty 90s as well, wasn't it? Trying to project various mm. different parts like of Brian Pillman's On purpose. It, it failed. So it stands to reason that you try and do something, do the opposite, effectively. Yeah. Will this work? I'm not sure. But I think this is, if and when this does fail, because it's Brian Pillman Jr. sitting out of his ceiling, I'm willing to consider it a noble one. You should probably do this. You should probably look at what didn't work and try something else. The bit about the, like, the legends that loved his dad, and he was, yeah, you got to say it, haven't you? That felt pretty powerful. That's like... That's good stuff yeah. to give this character to make him feel believable and angry. He's obviously going to be a snarling heel and all that kind of thing. So I just don't know because it's because it's still Brian Pillman Jr. Isn't it? It's the run wasn't great. It was not great. Um, they kind of tried. Had Moxley endorse him. He had a big singles match at Grand Slam. It never worked. I, I'll be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. To see what he looks like next week, though. Um, speaking of the show, uh, there's going to be a performance from New Year's Day. They're going to perform Vampire next week. It's no Code Orange, is it? <laughs> what is? <laughs> what is? Bring Code Orange back. Do you want to flip to Hamlet on the camera? Give you your best Code Orange? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> How does he do it? It was the tongue was all the way down. His tongue goes all the way down. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> can't do it. It's hey, watch the um, introduction to the first NXT in your house for what on earth we are talking about. It's got that face. After this podcast, obviously. You know when, like, you know when just there was no pop culture, so people would, like, report on the Gurning Championships, and there would be oh, people yeah. put those faces through, like, those horseshoes and go, like, uh, Oh, when there was no banner in the past. <laughs> there was no banner in the past. <laughs> so it was like, should we go to the uh, National Gurning Championships? Yeah, he looks like him. I don't know. It's a trick. I don't know how he does it. Uh, Jim Carrey-esque, that guy. Careful. Like uh, a Jack Jim Carrey. He could hang out with the Jack time. He could be in... in uh, remember yeah. when, um, like, gritty origin story reboots yes. were all the rage? The guy from Code Orange could play Jim Carrey in the gritty reboot of his biopic. Face Ventura. Correct. <laughs> uh, anyway, here comes Mello. Uh, he gets on a mic, says, what a week it's been, basically. The mask, but it's just uh, one of the lead singer works. Yes, sir. Uh, he says, last week I stood in the ring with the greatest of all time, John Cena. I stood shoulder to shoulder with The Undertaker. He says, it's crazy, this life. I feel like I'm living a video game on universe mode. Here comes Jeez. Baron. Fucking Christ. Here comes Baron. Oh, embarrassing thing I have to say on television. Oh, Welcome. he has written them down. Thanks for that, Stax. Uh, Welcome to NXT. Um, Corbin comes out and says, listen to you be a fanboy. Imagine saying stupid stuff like that on camera. I'm not... Uh, Couldn't be me. No. He says, fanboying out, I'm not doing that. Uh, I thought you were different. You know, fans should be in the stands, not in... Um, uh, saw him, you know, sitting with Cena for an hour, and then he asked for an autograph and a picture, and he did it with Cody as well, and he posted about Taker on Instagram. You should focus on your career, not being a fan. Maybe you'd still have your title. Uh, and this brings out Dijak to have a go at these punkerettes. Uh so he's going to beat them both and then become NXT champion. Um, and uh, he says, uh, you're going to know the truth, Carmelo. 
uh, when you look into my eyes. And Corbin says, well, he steals Von Wagner's line, doesn't he? Hey, you're wearing your sunglasses inside. Yeah. It's just not as charming because it's not Von. No. Maybe that was a tease for later. Like a first dance-esque yeah. viral marketing campaign to herald the return of Von Wagner. For about 20 minutes later. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, for the same show, yeah. yeah. Great. Like This will really get him talking. As will the reveal. Yes. It reminds me of one ages ago when Alvarez was reviewing the TNA and uh, Kevin Nash, mid-pay-per-view, went, if I lose this match, I'll retire. <laughs> well, it's a bit sudden to be saying that, Kev. Uh, yeah, he says, Stajic says, I saw you crying in the back, Corbin, complaining people don't respect him. So effectively, I suppose, Baron Corbin was saying, in the words of one Michael Sidgwick, people don't respect him. He's saying, where's my respect? <laughs> don't know if that should be a bit. It's quasi dragging off, isn't it? But not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Corbin she... says, he's that guy in the internet that begs for respect. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Corbin says he's not afraid of him. Uh, and then suddenly, Ilya Dragunov appears on the Tron um, to be, I suppose, in his words. <laughs> it's so funny, Miller was asking, like, how's the video pods going? Like, Very oh. entertaining, Miller. That's how they're going. Uh, he says, uh, focus on the match. I'll be watching to see who wins and who I'll face at night two of... <laughs> Uh, he says, last night, or last week's row was historical, and Cody Rhodes, you may remember we previewed this, his last big call that he made was that there's going to be one more person added to the triple threat match tonight to determine the number one contender, and that is Trick Williams, who gets a great reaction. Whoop that, Trick being chanted. Uh, Mello can't believe what he's seeing. Uh, Trick says, ah, it is what it is. Um, it's become a fatal four-way. He says, Mello, relax. Let's talk about it. And Dijak says, yeah, let's talk about how you stabbed Mello in the back. Corbin says, let's talk about those ugly-ass pants. And Trick says, well, you're the last person to be talking about ugly. Uh, says, this is my chance to become NXT champion. He says, look, I know Mello's going to be good, but this doesn't change anything at all. Corbin's like, it changes everything. Uh, Mello's taking pictures like a fan last week. Mello did business, uh, and you did all this behind Mello's back and didn't tell him about it. And Mello says, I'm not going to let Corbin or Dijak throw me off my game. I know, I know who I am, I know who Trick is, and I'll put anyone down to end up back on top. And Dijak says, what about Trick? And Mello and Trick sort of stare off, and that allows Corbin and Dijak to attack them, but they fight him off, and they both stand tall, although there's a little moment when you think, ooh, maybe Mello's going to jump Trick or something, but that doesn't happen. That element of this was good, as was the stuff later on into that. The rest of this was a bit cringeworthy, really. Like, the thing with, like, Corbin can say, oh, you're, you're the fan and you talk like this and it's really dumb, but then he's engaging with it as well, so he's sort of just as bad. Dijak, slightly differently because he's such a caricature anyway. I, I love actually, Dijak. I actually think it kind of suits this sort of back and forth because he's a big idiot. So <laughs> I quite like that. Uh, Trick, I will say what was good here is that they all came across like such losers that Trick looked like an even bigger star in contrast. Yeah. And maybe that was the point. Maybe minimise Carmelo Hayes' cool factor here because you're potentially setting up a heel turn and we're supposed to be disliking him a little bit more to be able to, like, promote Trick Williams. So I did like that. The rest was a bit trash. Nice Cody Rhodes authority figure law that a man obsessed, when he was AEW EVP, obsessed with the rich history of four-ways, wanted to bring one to uh, NXT. Yes. <laughs> and he's made this a four-way. I tell you what, as cynical ratings ploys goes, quite inspired. And they've woven it into a yeah. story that they've paid a lot of attention to and that the, fa the fans are really into. Do my earnest voice. 
I'm <laughs> doing my earnest, let's ruffle WWE's hair <laughs> voice on an NXT podcast. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, so earlier today, Fallon Henley's there with some of the NXT breakout competitors, giving them advice when Tiffany Strata walks in and says, who wants to hear about someone who only made it to the finals? She says, uh, she calls uh, Fallon, Fallon Huntley, rather than Fallon Henley. Fallon uh, what? Fallon Huntley. Uh, what? Fallon Hun- Huntley. Huntley. All right, it's just, it's got kind of... Uh, and Fallon's like, oh, you're a perfect example of what these girls shouldn't be. And... Uh, Says, what, she remember like, you fan? A girl hangs on a house farm. It's giving poor toodles. It's giving poor. It's Is this the first time in, like, years that they finally, like, grasped how some young people talk? Or does this mean that yes. nobody now says it's yes. given? Because, yes. because we think that's how young people talk. Shawn Michaels, even all of us thinks that's how young people talk, which means that two years ago they gave it's a yeah, it's given. Yeah. It's dead. Was it dead? Yeah. Well, off the back of this, yeah, probably. I remember when the, someone told me that slim fit and jeans were not in fashion anymore. It's very stressful, that. Very stressful. I'm not going baggy. No, I'm not. Boot cut. It's, it's not, not doing it. It's not. Just I'm not doing it. I'm too old to try. Ugh. Uh, another another first-round match in the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. It was Jada Parker versus Carmen Petrovic. Uh, Petrovic says she's going to bring 23 years of combat experience along with her third-degree black belt and a sword uh, to this. <laughs> sends, sword. sends Parker into the ropes to start. Hammerlock uh, hits her with a knee to the ribs and a head scissors. That gets a two, but Parker uh, gets her arm on the ropes and fights back. Jada blocks a punch. Hits a kick to the back of her head, sends her into the corner, puts her on the second rope for a slap, and then leaps up to drop onto her uh, for a two count. 
But uh, Petrovic comes back, leg sweep, couple of lariats, somersault kick, takedown, spin kick, spin kick to the back, uh, and then effectively puts her in sort of Carmelo's code mm. of silence submission finisher to get the tap. Ah, oh, not half bad this, you know. Yeah. Um, Jay, like the thing with these breakout matches is obviously it's not obvious winner and loser stuff because you don't necessarily know who they're setting up to get pushed. I don't until, even remember the names. Well, until the bell rings and then you're like, all oh, right, the Jada character is going to live on level up for a bit longer and Carmen Petrovic has got a sword that makes noises. <laughs> so obviously it's her we need to pay attention to, but the work was pretty good. Yeah. Petrovic and Lola Vice. For their level of experience. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Petrovic and Lola Vice is something I want to watch because mm. it sort of feels like they've got similar styles and it's who's the better one at that. Uh, but more but it is it's NXT so she's got a soul that makes noises that matters more it's like I've watched enough NXT to know that that's who I should be paying attention to because like Jada right now is just this kind of cool character trying to make her way Karl Petrovic does this and it's like well so that matters that matters and that's I love how like you know you get various like cues from a promoter to invest in the talent like you know they've been Scoring some wins on yeah. TV. Oh, you know, we've just licensed them a theme, so maybe this could be Jungle Boys. Yeah. Sword that makes noises. <laughs> Buy stock in the noisy sword. Um, I like the leg sweep here. Mm. They recovered. I thought this was a rough start. Pretty rough start. Ultimately too generic for me to give any opinion about. I thought that, well, see, I, that's why I disagree slightly. I thought they were trying stuff. And I thought it's, maybe that was why it was a rough start, because I thought they were actually trying to have a bit of ambition. No, it's rough. Um, <laughs> I don't blame them. I, the, the, Green as goose <laughs> You can't really, you know, you can't really blame them. You can't level up until you've leveled up. Exactly. You can't critique this show. No. Oh, the, this element of it. Yeah, the most developmental end of the developmental brand. If you're a developmental brand, big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tegan Knox is about to face Lyra Valkyrie, but surprise, here comes Natalia. Um, she says, Tegan was there for you. Oh, you were there for me last night, so I'm here for you. Uh, and then we got Lyra Valkyrie versus Tegan Knox. Uh, I wonder who's going to win this one, considering uh, Lyra Valkyrie is just about to face Becky Lynch. The optics of this being a bad match, considering there was a breakout tournament. Now this was rubbish. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> fact that there was a, on the show there were more than one match in a breakout tournament featuring exclusively rookies. This is not the night to have a match as piss poor as this, quite frankly. Yeah, uh, back and forth sort of submissions, arm bars, and, and Valkyria going after the legs. Uh, Valkyria got a sunset flip for two. Uh, Knox got sent outside for a drop kick to take us to a break. When we come back, Valkyria hits a northern light suplex for a two. Uh, another big kick gets another near fall. Knox uh, fights back, though. Hits a molly go round. Another one from the apron to the floor. Uh, but here comes Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, the women's tag champs, um, and the distraction. Uh, allows Valkyria to hit a spinning kick to the head to win. thought there was serious chemistry issues here. Um, so weird. Like, Tegan Knox, a bit of a sentimental favourite, coming mm -hmm. from Wales and coming from, like, WCPW and all the rest of it and the injuries. Um, it's not that she can't do the stuff that she was attempting here. It's just that sometimes it feels like she shouldn't, I guess. So there's just, like, some matches where it doesn't seem to fit. She has an arsenal, but it's like... There was a clear issue here about the when and where to do things. I thought the fish out of water stuff was a bit embarrassing. Like, I was cringing a little bit for the... You know, when they were doing the exchanges, then trying to pull away and get that applause. And you just this is not going to come. Like, it didn't feel real at all. It was very... But it is NXT. Well, I know. And like, it's not going to feel real. I don't know. But, like, these are the two. So you've got, like, you know, the number one contender, Becky Lynch. So somebody that should be getting this big win and proving herself that she can beat a Tegan Knox who herself has just lost. And yet, to Sidge's point, this didn't feel that distinguishable from breakout tournament stuff. Bad night for them. What was the spot where... Who was doing, like, yes kicks? What happened there? Well, I don't know. It was Tegan Knox attempting them, but... So Tegan Knox attempted yes kicks. 
and it was sold as if it had gone awry, and mm. the referee went to check, but it's like, you know when they say, oh, the most, um, the freak accident of a pro wrestling injury, it's when something looks really innocuous, that's when something really goes awry more often than like a really deranged, well-timed mm. stunt or whatever. I had no idea what was going on. Like, did they just botch it horrendously, or did a stray kick get caught? Or? I just took it as a botch. Maybe, maybe. Well, right, a maybe. complete whiff. Yeah. Like it, was, it was bizarre. Uh, maybe, bizarre. Maybe it was like that moment at head station because I've got us something on wrong, but I didn't see it as that in the, in the moment. I was just confused. It was omni-botched. Uh, so after this, everyone, not called Lyra Valkyria, brawls to the back, and Lyra gets on the mic to send a message to Becky Lynch. She says, uh, nothing's coming between me and my title match. Every drop of sweat, every decision, bad and good, has led me to this match. Uh, Becky saw something in me and that lit a fire underneath me. I was working towards becoming the first Irish-born NXT Women's Champion, uh, but Becky took that from me. But Becky's... I've learned from Becky that if someone closes the door in your face, you kick down another. Uh, if I couldn't beat Becky... I couldn't beat Becky to becoming the first, I will beat Becky to become the next champion, effectively. Becky appears on the Tron and says that she used to get videos sent to her so she could keep an eye out on... Uh, or keep an eye on Lyra Valkyria. Um... Lyra was number one on her list, not because she wanted two Irish girls fighting for the title, but because she's just that good. Uh, but Becky says she's better. Um, Lyra can say that uh, Becky's a hero and it's her dream match, but when she gets in the ring, she'll have to despise her because that's what she needs to do to win. Welcome to the big time. Harmless. Uh, this would have carried loads more weight if that match wasn't a uh, almost complete disaster. Yeah, I think it, this couldn't really follow what we've just seen. It, we've said this before, like you can't say things are the best after you've just witnessed evidence they're not, so it's yeah. hard to sell it then. I did like Becky Lynch, to the point we were kind of picking on the other week, Becky Lynch saying, all right, enough of the fangirl stuff, that's not going to get you anywhere. Mm. That was a quite nice response to the thing that I don't think came across as intentionally bad as they wanted it to. Yeah. You're a fucking loser. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, sorry, you reminded me there about when they put promos after stuff, and you go, what, what are you talking about? When uh, the Goldberg-Drew thing happened. Oh, they God, were yeah. out of time, and he was like, you've been disrespecting everyone, and I ain't said anything yet. <laughs> That's your problem. Um, What's your problem, hang on, page? <laughs> I don't understand this. Carmelo Hayes. I'm punked on you, Car or any of your friends. Carmelo Hayes <laughs> is in the back. Trick Williams comes in. Mello's not happy. Uh, he's like, what's, what's all that about then? And like, Williams like, look, I took advice from John Cena. I've been listening to it since last week. Uh, Mello complains about being... <laughs> 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 I've been into John Cena for seven days now. <laughs> your best friend. Um, Mello complains about being blindsided, saying, look, we had a plan last week. You know, I win the world title, you win the North American title. I like Trick saying, no, that was your plan. Uh, I want more of it after beating Dom for the title. Uh, and I want to be, I I'm in the same place, basically, you were this time last year. Um, Carmelo says, look, I get it. Um, but Trick Williams does admit, yeah, I, I should have probably come and talked to you about it, but I was a bit nervous about how to approach it. Um, they're going to go, obviously, head-to-head, four-way tonight. Um, they're going to do whatever it takes, but they're still cool. They're still Trick Mellow Gang for now. Again, like, sometimes it feels like it's taken a while, but if you want to establish, like, an actual friendship dissolving, this is kind of how it would go. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're doing a really good job of telling the story mm -hmm. by WWE standards. <laughs> it, uh, it's, been, it's been the best bit of the Carmelo Hayes story, truthfully. Like this heel turn, if it is going to be revealed as a heel turn. This match will get really over yeah. in one of the 4,000-seater buildings that it will inevitably run at. Yeah, it feels necessary for his as well, I think. Uh, Gigi Dolin's walking backstage talking about, or he's asked, sorry, about um, Blair Davenport's challenge. She says, Halloween's my favourite time of the year. Halloween! Oh! <laughs> Broken it. 
how was that? Yeah, spooky burp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in the spirit of Halloween, uh, I don't think Shotzi's going to mind, and she unveils the big spin the wheel, make the deal gimmick, spins it, lights out match, potentially the best lights out match ever. I can't think of any other example. Absolutely abysmal pattern. <laughs> this runner you've got. Well, the NXT's good. <laughs> A yeah. running joke that yeah. this brand is good. Yeah. Uh, it's earnestly his favourite show of the week. I know it is. Well, one of the reasons why I came next, Vic Joseph. Gives us a, an update on one Von Wagner after he had his head crushed by Brom Breaker. Uh, and we go to footage of Von with a big bandage on his head. He's getting physical therapy. Robert Stone's there to support him. Von says, I, I can't do it. And uh, come on, Von. Yes, you can. And he tries. He can't. Uh, Stone says, you need to focus. You know you can do it, Von. Uh, come on, Von. I believe in you. <laughs> Vaughn says, uh, you kind of risked uh, risk your safety for me at uh, NXT. No, merci. Uh, <laughs> he could have hurt you way more than he hurt me. Uh, and I know why you did it, because of what he did to me. Uh, and uh, Bobby Stone, Robbie Stone yeah, says, yeah, I know I started it. I know I started it. <laughs> but I know when you're ready, Vaughn, you're going to finish it. Vaughn goes... Give me the damned band. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I love him. I, it's, it's the, the, the story arc for this throughout this show was one of my favorite things. A bit later on with... Oh, oh, my God, yeah. The like, comeback uh, pop for Von is going to be unbelievable. Out the air. I, uh, the, what a job. Yeah. What is the... It's a question, not a game. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. It's a bigger, like, salvage job rescue. Dominic Mysterio of On Wagner. Ooh. Like, how have they allowed me to connect with these characters? Maybe not in the most earnest way imaginable, but a little bit of earnest praise. Like, to further the Dominic thing, Edge's Judgment Day and Von Wagner, like a year ago, and, uh, looking at those two, or a year and a half ago, whatever it is. I'd make the argument it's Von, you know, because... He was a joke. No, well... Oh, wait, he was. Yeah, now I like him, and I don't know why. No, I think it's more so because it's easy, well, easier to say, it's not really working, let's just turn him heel. Turn someone yeah. heel, kick someone in the mm. cock, lose your shoe, funny. Uh, do that, and then you go. Root one for you, innit? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas... Fall over. We're going to make Von a baby face who just gets over the phrase, getting tabled. I'm yeah. buzzing for him coming back. Subsequently, and we unironically love Von Wagner on this podcast. Yeah, top babyface potential on NXT. Oh, why, yeah. Uh, Keanu on James NXT. <laughs> yeah, 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 Keanu James got a new entrance. Thoughts? It's a helicopter. It's a helicopter. <laughs> She's been doing some good business. Get, do some good business. Get a helicopter on your Tron. Yeah, and then, then walk out. Um, yeah, I'm not talking about in wrestling. Things are going six, seven out of ten best. I'm talking about the business outside of wrestling. Shot of Michael Owen flying the helicopter. Well, let's take this baby <laughs> down. Doesn't the big helicopter entrance only work if... I don't know. I don't care. Well done, Michael. She's only been in it two years. Keanu <laughs> <laughs> uh, James was in action against Shotzi because of what happened last week, of course. Uh, nice to see Shotzi back in a ring. Um, she Keanu kicked Shotzi to start with. Um, but Shotzi just laughs it off. 
there's a slapping match. Shotzi hits a snapmare, mounts her, punches her. Keanu goes, uh, gets hit with a crossbody, tries to whip Shotzi across the ring, but she just stops and screams at her. It's crazy. Shotzi, right? Oh, God, I hated that. Think about Shotzi is. She's a bit like a tank. <laughs> Tanks don't give a I forgot about that. It was cringe. Yeah. I like Shotzi Blackheart. And I yet, like it. I like so much of what she does is very, very cringe. Yes. Very cringe. Yes. There was a bit where there was like a sort of DDT in the ropes spot. Yeah. I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, anyway, Shotzi got knocked to the floor to take us to a break. Can't go. <laughs> no. Can't go. There were elements here. When we come back. It was a Shotzi match. So she'll, she'll do it for the cause. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shotzi's going up top when we come back. Kiana shoves her off the top, but then gets distracted because here's Roxanne Perez going in her bag and pulling out a brick. Uh, she's pissed off with that. Perez takes the ref, arguing with the loaded bag. Shotzi takes it, uh, nails Kiana James with the bag, and then does the old Eddie Guerrero. Always it to her and pretends like she's... I was going to say, you know what that's what reminded me of? Is that Eddie Guerrero used to do <laughs> this? Uh, caught there. Ref turns around. Uh, <laughs> took a war with Kiana. again. Took a war with Kiana James. Um, and James goes after Shotzi, gets posted... Uh, and then Shotzi does that big top rope back sent on to get the one, two, three. Does this mean, I'm assuming we all thought this, right? Does this mean that Kiana James' new business is in like house building and that's why she's got that brick? She's just come through from the site. Yeah. Working morning to night, that's living all right. Like, is that, get, are we getting building as a character? Is building is coming in as Kiana James' new like evil yeah. architect. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. I don't have any. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, I miss Keanu James in the story that matters. That's, yeah, the, that's the thing. Like, mm. uh, Lasses of the heart. It's almost as much of a travesty as the ABC suits telling David Lynch to reveal a killer. Standards and practices. Like, got to Lynch. Why would you like the golden goose that laid the golden eggs? Why would hate, you kill that? Hate that they did that. As incredible and as good as the reveal is, I still hate it. Uh, it's one of the most uh, terrifying, horrible moments in TV history. Mm -hmm. I've seen that bit. I've not seen anything else, but I've seen oh. that bit because we did it for a list. All oh, right. That's one dumbass. <laughs> I was like, is this... Don't say it. Don't elaborate. Yeah. Don't elaborate. Um, yeah, but that's the, the that's the closest I've ever come to sheer devastation of, mm. oh, wow, oh, I didn't even do that early. So enjoying that mystery. Mm. Keanu James and so Jensen. Enjoying this love triangle. Oh, sorry. I thought you got an entire... I am. Jensen. I am. Yeah. Didn't but they didn't even do a wedding. No, there was no wedding. That was the thing. No wedding. No wedding night. We even had a wedding night with freaking Dexter Lumis and Indy Hartwell. Oh, oh yeah. and Johnny's. <laughs> oh, yeah, <he laughs> Not the one in the wardrobe. He did her a lot, like, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Not Johnny doing a Jamie in the, the wardrobe. The implication was that he was going to have full sex with her. Yeah. Uh, quite a few. <laughs> hey, Ken, is that red 40 can? He had a big uh, little dick as well, did. didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> that was constantly referred to law. <laughs> Dexter's massive knob. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, didn't they have a vote at WrestleMania weekend? It was like, who's the better couple? And they just hoid you. Conversation isn't that deep, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the gag, wasn't it? They did, yeah, but the penetration is. Yeah, yeah. But the penetration is. Yeah. Mackenzie Mitchell's backstage with uh, Lash and Aura. Uh, Jakara Jackson, obviously, unfortunately, has had to pull out of the tournament. Uh, and Noam Dar's on the phone talking about them having to take the arm or something. Uh... And here comes Akira Tozawa for some reason to go after Noam Dar. No idea what was going on here. I mean, he's had a busy week, I suppose. That's 
Money, good money if you can get it. Yeah. Um, he loves it over there, doesn't he? <laughs> we'll show you some Dexter Loomis videos, Nicholas, when we get back in the office. He's got uh, the gist. <laughs> you'll never guess what happened next. Trick Williams has been attacked backstage. Who could possibly have done this, Michael Hamflet? Carmelo Hayes. No, no, because he was first on the scene. Oh, good, yeah. Thank God. Well, right. Whoever has attacked him is a dumbass. Because if there's one thing we know about NXT is that there are cameras frigging everywhere. If script is another one be on here. NXT, NXT Anonymous. NXT Anonymous yeah. is on the case. Uh, there's a big, massive, invisible one in front of their fucking faces every week. Let us not forget. Friggin' what's a face might have been live streaming at the time. Oh yeah, like on normal on stream. normal stream, like like shouting out all the normal subscribers. So she could have had a camera right there. Yeah, like, I've forgotten the name. Stevie... Stevie Turner. Or Hunter. No, it was Turner. Not Stevie Hunter. Stevie Turner. Stevie yeah. Turner. Yeah. So, yeah, there's loads of ways to get caught out for this sort of stuff. Blair Davenport spent months attack, attacking people in the car park when yeah. it was Indy Hartwell. <laughs> uh, Lagarde Fantasma. Yeah. Sticking people in the van. They were caught, like, all the time. Nobody did out about that. I do like the fact that they've just gone... It's clearly mellow, mm. but what, they might play with it a little bit in terms of... It might not actually be him, but everyone would be, immediately assume it is... I want them to do another classic NXT who done it where they re-roll the footage and everyone's in the shot. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. They, they love that bit. They love, love that. I love watching. But if not, it drives conversation about who it could be. Yeah, uh, with us, the only, <laughs> the only people who watch it. <laughs> the Trick Williams. Where you at, Sage? Trick Williams attack. Jay White attack. Where you at with like Ooh. speculation at this point? I'm not interested in thinking about either. Oof, that's damning. <laughs> Actually, yeah, <laughs> right I hope it gets picked up. Uh, AW Dynamite preview. We'll talk about this maybe. Uh, um, Kelly Kincaid, after a break, tells us that he's been taken to a local hospital, uh, and unfortunately, he's out of the main event, so he's back to being a triple threat. Yeah, um, hope Cody does something about that. He won't, he won't care. <laughs> he's not his best friend. It's just uh, his new friend. Isn't mm. uh, Mackenzie Mitchell tries to get a, a chat with Dirty Dom and ask him about one night of Fraser. When I'm cleaning windows. Tom um, says, I've literally no idea what you're talking about. I love, <laughs> I love this gimmick. Uh, and Fraser literally walks up to him and starts fighting. They brawl, brawl down to the ring. Uh, Fraser basically sets up for a Phoenix splash, but uh, Mammy saves Dom before that gets hit. I would have only improved upon this by adding the uh, Fred Flintstone bowling sound effect to when uh, Nathan Fraser sped into shots because he got him that quickly. It was like funny running. Yeah. Like, he's still that fast guy, isn't he? Like, don't insult him because he'll be on your ass like that. He's quick. He's fast. <laughs> uh, Roxanne and... I work fast. <laughs> Roxanne Perez and Shotzi are walking backstage and Shotzi's liking this new shore of herself, Perez. Uh, more ballsy than last year. She likes it and uh, Roxy says, I don't get why Kiana's angry with her. Uh, and they walk up to the wheel and Roxy says, have a go? Yeah. Spins it. A devil's playground match. Um, Roxy says she's already shown the world how far she's willing to go, and this Devil's Playground match would be with Kiana's hell. I cannot wait. It cannot be... Like, what? So have they done it before? No, and lights out, we know to be like a weapons match with the lights slightly lower. Yes. So it cannot just be a street fight or a no-holds-barred, can it? It's so many games next yeah. week. Preview for this one. What culture wrestling podcast wherever you get your podcast from, if you're only watching this on our YouTube channel. We're going to go go deep on that. Devil's uh, Playground, the roundabout is unfair. Oh, God. It's a playground in hell. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Swings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> swings. <laughs> it's got swings. Best show of the week again. Monkey bars. Oh, it's great. Oscar speculation can cease. Uh, <laughs> no. Monkey bars. Oh, they're hot. Ooh. Monkey bars in hell. 
Uh, final. Save the best stuff for the preview. <laughs> Come on. Oh Come on. Final uh, first round match for the uh, NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. It was Brinley Reese who was the replacement versus Ariana Grace. I really like Ariana Grace's gimmick. And I, I watched this and thought, that's one for Will One. Yeah. yeah. She is sort of like a beauty pageant person. She is a sash that says Miss NXT. And she cuts a promo about Jakara Jackson saying, like, I get the pain of being sidelined with injury. I was sidelined with one much worse than that one. Um, and <laughs> I came back better than ever. Uh, I hope you hope you get well soon, Jakara, but I will gracefully accept the bye. And then Brittany Reese comes out and she can't believe that this is happening. It's her law, isn't it? Uh, Ariana Grace being a beauty pageant winner. Her auntie was a very successful beauty pageant winner at WrestleMania 25. Yes. Wore the sash and the tiara and all that. So it's there for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. And a certain GM leaves impact for the easy payday on NXT. Yeah, it's probably going to happen at some point. I wonder if there is space on NXT for an Italian stereotype. <laughs> no, I think the quarter's full. Cannot think. <laughs> I think the quarter might be full. Uh, so the match starts and Ariana tells Reese to kiss her hands. So Reese just grabs it, sends her into the corner, body slams her, uh, hits a splash, um, or goes for a splash, I should say. Uh, Grace dodges it. Judo tosses her around, covers her two count, um, and she gets an eye rake to lead to the finish. We were talking about this earlier, Sige. Grace's finish, I, I don't know how to describe it. I've, I've seen it. Basically, descri- the worst moves you've ever seen in your life from the um, FCW era of developmental, and that's one of them. Yeah, it, it, I saw someone describe it as a rock bottom, but you're f- flipping forward onto your own face as you do it. Mm. Or the, the opponent, sorry, is flipping onto their face. That's generous. Because the rock bottom at least looks like an offensive manoeuvre that you could logically hit at any Makes point. Makes anything Byron Saxon did look like the V-trigger. Yeah, it's not so good. Not so good. But I'll tell you what, general thoughts on Ariana Grace for the level of experience, mechanically, I've seen far worse. Yeah. And she can carry herself like a star. I'm into the gimmick. Yeah. It's that, it's that specific brand of WWE heel that I still quite like. Mm. Yeah. But if this was raw... She'd be like self-centered and selfish, and more about her beauty because it's NXT. She's literally a beauty queen, and like sometimes won't be able to wrestle because she'll be attending pageants and the like. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's a job. Let's not get. And she's got a gimmick. She can use the sash. Yeah, let's not confuse these with like personality traits. <laughs> she's an actual like she's very busy at weekends. Have we not beauty pageants? Have we not when we've played so many games previously suggesting new new gimmicks? Thought of beauty queen. Yeah. Well, they've done it again. They've done it. They have done it again. They've spun the wheel and done the deal. Like they, that's how they come up with the gimmicks. Never mind Halloween all year round. Uh, so just before the main event, Mackenzie's chatting to Bran Breaker. Uh, he says, last week's show was the most talked about in history because of me. And then here comes Robert goddamn Stone. Uh, Bron's like, all right, mate, how you doing? Uh, um, Stone says, he's not doing, not great, but better. Uh, <laughs> not great. <laughs> For better. He loves an exhale, doesn't he? Yeah. He absolutely loves an exhale, a big dramatic exhale. Uh, Bron doesn't care. He says, uh, why don't you piss off back to Von Wagner, basically. Uh, and Stone says, Bron, you don't care. You just go from goddamn moment to moment. <laughs> <laughs> my, my kids are always asking about Uncle Von. Uncle Von! <laughs> Bron says, well, all right then. Well, you don't care. You just go from moment to moment. Didn't say like how he was asking about him. Is, uh, is Uncle Von going to come around again? Because we might go out. <laughs> What's your problem? <laughs> I'm getting twenty goddamn percent here. 
The dumbass gave me double. <laughs> Speaking of Code Orange and in your house, yeah. Um, I left that running, and Code Orange are like there in the crowd later on. It's in the, obviously the CWC. It's the NXT that's safe up against. They were the, very very careful with that sort of thing. And like Robert Stone is there, oh, doing a Robert Stone bit. He's rocking out. No, he's leaning up against these NXT letters. I'm, like, I'm gonna have to do some digging now. He's like he's all dishevelled. His glasses are all askew. Is that before or after he. Didn't vom in the ring. No. But Chelsea Green had dumped him as her manager. What? Oh, maybe that was a tease. Vom. Vom wire away. Thoughts? LTST. None. No, no None thoughts. None wire. Shut up, man. <laughs> How can you have no thoughts? You have a brain in your head, unlike me, Von Wagner. <laughs> Braun says. That's bad. <laughs> Braun says. So, yeah, Robert Stone's getting pissed off, and Braun says, all right, do something about it then. He and came across as a complete twat here. Mm-hmm. Really good, very good, really good yeah. bully stuff from uh, Bob like, Breaker. Give me that Brock Lesnar when he said to Heath, I don't give a shit about your kids. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's nasty. Yeah. Just a nasty piece yeah. of work here. Good character work from Brun. And uh, Robert Stone gets more and more fired up and basically ends up saying, let's have a bare knuckle fight then. <laughs> <laughs> and Bron goes, okay. And you immediately see on Robert Stone's face, ah, I've made a huge mistake here. <laughs> what did he say? I've made a huge mistake here. Uh, and he, Bron promises to do to Stone what he did to Vaughn and basically tells him, call the hospital in advance. I'm going to give it a... Oh, my God. Because I love this development and especially what it may lead to in the coming I weeks. I love how much you like the Robert Stone bit. Oh. It was my bit originally, you know. Yeah. The first person to do the arm. <laughs> but he just <laughs> loved it so much. I just thought, you know what? I'm going to... That's kind of one of the first guys to do the arms. But uh, I just love how you got it. I, wanted, uh, I, wanted, uh, that, uh, I often ask on this podcast, I often ask, where is my respect? <laughs> and, I just, and I just wanted to get, take credit for the arms. So I was, the fir- I was, I was one of the first guys <laughs> to clap my arms. <laughs> Spill my chewing gum. Just spilled my chewing gum, so. Fell out my mouth. So. It's down there with all them coins. All the coins. That was a pile of stuff. A little guy down there. <laughs> There's a little guy down there. <laughs> I'm so excited for this though. It's a good card next week. <laughs> Two yeah. weeks. I don't know which which night oh, it's on. Fun. And ex- and let's, let's not throw all around words like good. That's <laughs> I mean, come on, come that's on. Fair, that's fair. But Halloween Havoc has always been, even in the 2020 doldrums, Halloween Havoc was kind of goated on NXT. Oh my they god, they know what they're it doing with Halloween, don't they? It's yeah. tremendous. Jeez, just just the frigging um, Cameron Grimes going around that zombie house. <laughs> <laughs> that Whoever is a zombie now. <laughs> it's terrible, but I loved uh, it. <laughs> and I hate the bloke. I hate the bloke. But the uh, Michael Hayes cameo. It's so great. Bad Street USA. Yeah. William Regal. I don't really like him that much either. <laughs> but he did like that um, Hammer Horror. He did. That's sort right, yeah. Of, like he did that face of, oh, go along, sir. Nothing bad's going to happen to you, Cameron, young yeah. man. Johnny Gargano hates wheels. We had the mini, ah, we had like the mini that. wheel. That was great. Did, did, uh, was it the jumping kick off the wheel? That's how we won the title. Yeah. Uh, me and wheels are cool now. It's all right. How do we have a kinetic? I like, I like yeah, the a bit of fun with it. Eight things on next week's show. Seven matches, and well, eight matches, I suppose. It's just not on the wiki that it's got the uh, the first match of Lexus King. Is one of them not going to be uh, week two, though? Well, according, according to wiki right now. Oh, Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Ever reliable. Christ, eh? Um, then it was main event time to determine who faces Ilya Dragunov for... That's week two, isn't it? Yeah, that's week two. Yeah. Um, for the NXT Championship, it was Dijak, Baron Corbin, and uh, Melo, uh, where basically it starts off and it's... A, it's David versus Goliath. Mm. Just the two big lads trying to kick the crap out of Carmelo Hayes. Um, he escapes the first couple of them. Um, 
and uh, it's an Integuri on Corbin. But Dijak hits that nice choke slam backbreaker of his that looks great. Um, but as they both go to cover him, they realize, well, this isn't going to work. So they start fighting. Melo goes up top. Dijak just catches him and hoys him across the ring. Uh, Dijak stomps Melo. Corbin shoves him. They go back and forth. Melo gets up, uh, tries to springboard, but uh, gets caught and then turns that into a nice double DDT. Oh, my God. Two count on Corbin, two count on Dijak. Go to a break. Come back. Uh, Melo's going for a suplex, but Dijak counters and just throws him into Corbin. Um, Dijak clotheslines Corbin over the top, um, picks Mello up, but Mello hits that long blower of his. Um, Mello goes up top, but Cor- Corbin pulls him out to the floor and hits a Death Valley driver out there. Um, Dijak goes for that discus boot on Mello, but Mello catches it and takes him down. Sends Corbin to Dijak for a high justice uh, cover. Mello breaks it up super with a super kick. He gets a two count as well. Mello and Dijak are going back and forth. Um, Mello with a super kick, but then comes off the ropes and gets his head taken off by a huge boot. Dijak goes up top with Mello, goes to the superplex. Mello fights it up, slides under. You think he's going to do the old powerbomb. Corbin gets involved. Corbin climbs up. He's going to German Dijak off the second rope. Uh, Dijak blocks that. So Hayes gets up and double power bombs Corbin and Dijak. Oh, my God. I have noticed in the last sort of year that wrestlers became aware that fans were bored of standard Towers of Doom and they started mixing them up. Yeah. And I'm all for that. Like, put somebody else's finisher in it or whatever. Go yeah. for that. It's so greedy and spoiled, isn't it? Remember when a Tower of Doom knocked your yeah. dick off? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. They're all in the move at the same time. Yeah. Like, what else you got? Well, well <laughs> what else you got? What else you got, asshole? Your, uh, your neck looks in pretty good shape there. Should we yeah. Just uh, the finish, I love the, the speed of this finish. Dijak goes for Feast Your Eyes. Corbin counters, end of days on Dijak. Goes to the pin, but as he's doing that, Hayes, uh, Cor- uh, Carmelo Hayes jumps in for a nothing but net on Baron Corbin, uh, who covers Dijak and gets the one, two, three. He's going to uh, night to... <laughs> Baron Corbin did an aerial. He did. He did an aerial in his buddy match. Um, look, I'd be lying if I said I was blown away. This wasn't a great match. It's a fine TV main mm. event. But I will say that the dynamic, is, as you say, it was David versus Goliaths, meant that there wasn't quite as much Odson of the guys turn to just sell a move. They would ordinarily sell for about 20 seconds, if that, for two minutes on the outside. There was not as much of that. No, no dead air, really, was it? It was decent. It was decent. Like, I've... Baron Corbin's NXT run hasn't been perfect, and there's still been a one too many. Oh, I thought this is where you do the wrestling bit like you did with Chad Gable a couple of years ago. I wouldn't say we've had that exactly, but every now and then he's had one of these, and he's quite good. There was one inadvertently funny bit where the build it, the build it, they do, they do a good uh, job of building up the spot and the dramatic anticipation. It's like, oh my God, he's going to hit both of them with a DDT. And they finally do the DDT, and Dijak does the pack bump, boom, right in your neck, stand up, Shawn Michaels, Survivor Series 996, and bloody hell, I've stacked it. And then Baron Corbin just goes, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. And then just goes, <laughs> <laughs> class. It's like, yeah, I like you more. It's like, I like you more for not being, you know. Yeah. Not being a wish pack. <laughs> <laughs> wish, Dijak wish pack. <laughs> uh, before the show ends, though, we cut back to the Donovan bitch. Donovan Duff. T Boar. Retribution. <laughs> Come on, Rias, we're leaving. (laughs) 
Uh, Mello's celebrating being the number one contender, uh, and we cut backstage. How like, slap us? <laughs> Are we reckoning? <laughs> Where's reckoning? Reckoning instead of reckoning. <laughs> but eight people get that. Sorry. <laughs> um, Lara Valkyrie's watching this, uh, and she uh, goes, turns around. There's a picture of Becky on her locker, and she says, "In one week." Your title's mine. Rips it in half. Walks off. Symbolism. Uh, yes, I didn't see that before. And that was symbolism. Thank you. And then on the screen appears one Jade Cargill, who, uh, well, Sidgwick, what does she do? She uh, well, she checks the time, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> she checks the time and she uh, realises. Famous thing, mate. That was you realised. Yeah. Basically, that was more symbolism. You've obviously missed it. Ah. Symbolism pointing to the watch meant it's nearly time for me to arrive on NXT. Ah. So, so why was she? Why would he go from? I was going to say, why would he go from interacting with Charlotte Flair and then go? Mm, I think I'd rather go to NXT. And I might have answered my own question. <laughs> However, Charlotte Flair does do the job at WrestleMania, so it was a little bit edge pilled. This it's like, well, where am I going to go? It's like not here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when he said, "I'm, I'm going to watch this match. If I like this match. I'm going to charge for the title." Three weeks later. No, it was three and a quarter stars. So. I think basically she's probably going to attack her and then say, let's do this on the main roster. Do you think that when she pulled that picture off and threw it in the bin, it landed on top of uh, Wesley's gear? Oh, yeah. Because absolutely nobody cares that he threw his stuff away and left. No. Clearing out his locker. I like Wesley. Anyway, I'm going. I'm away. <laughs> and they were like, anyway, Blair Davenport and Gigi <laughs> Dolly in the fight here. I like Wesley. Me yeah. too. I he's him. really incredibly talented, actually. Kind of took the piss out of him, that segment, didn't it? It's probably up there for me. you got Wes... You got Dragon, and you got his brother Brocco. Follow so. me, follow me on X at M Sidgwick. Uh, thoughts on this on X at What Culture WWE? Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. <laughs> follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. <laughs> that's like Jim from the Office. That look. No, it's because I have to get my f- Dwight. <laughs> Uh, follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all. Mega desk. <laughs> <laughs> what culture, WWE. Oh, I'd love a bit of uh, my stuff being in jelly, though. Uh, joke's on you. I'll eat it out of there. So. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine that. Joke's on you. <laughs> One little Wilborn. It's just this bit you've set up. I've got this greatest thing at work, Anne Louise. I get them to all uh, put my stuff in jelly. Free jelly. That's <laughs> why so I've not been eating tea for weeks. That's why I keep being sick. I had six today. It's not a gimmick either. He eats jelly like a moron on a live stream. Doesn't he? Yeah. Loves jelly, don't you? Oh, I love it, it's a jelly like, man. Uh, it's a, no, it's, hands, it's, no hands trying not to eat the stapler. <laughs> it's the most childish of the foods. Got I think you be too, I don't know why I podcast with you. Got Oven Chips Jones over here. And you got Jelly Wilborn. <laughs> jelly Wilborn. Jelly Wilborn and Oven Chips Jones. Uh, what culture wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts um, where we'll be uh, yeah previewing and reviewing this show next week and later on today we're going to do audio only podcast uh, previewing AEW Dynamite but for now this has been the NXT review my thanks to the Daddy Boys thanks to Stax thank you for joining us and we will see you soon Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.